1: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Folks, we're back. It is episode 71, which is two more than 69, of Biscuits Calling a Hockey Podcast. I am Dave. Dave Lozo is my full name, David Lozo is my official name, but I go by Dave because my dad's name was David, so I don't know, I don't know I don't know how I ever decided that, but it just kind of happened. I'm um, here in Brooklyn, it's not really hockey season, but I'm going to talk hockey with my good buddy Sean in, in Ottawa. Hi Sean.
0: Hey everybody, it's Sean up here in Ottawa, home of Eric Carlson, still. Still. Not that we're bothered by that at all, nope. not that we plan to keep doing a podcast Mm -hmm. into mid to late july because we figured there would be trades and stuff to talk about running we're running out of running out of runway as they say not that not that we're regretting that decision at all but but today's show is going to be 20 minutes on arbitration and then 40 minutes of me talking about my kids (laughs) softball championship games from the weekend so it's like man yeah he so he stole second which
1: you don't really do in softball but it was a great play you know it's a kid's game so they can do whatever they want out there and um yeah they won they won 41 40 i haven't played softball in forever i'm old now like i used to play shortstop all the time i kind of i kind of miss doing that but like i feel like i'm too old now if i go back and play i gotta play like first because i'm tall and i'm just a big goofy target for 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 athletic young people It's short just kind of depressing i don't know why i thought of that just now but why really so we got the, really... we got the scouting report <laughs> can't move left uh-huh. or right or in <laughs> or back anymore oh god when you're 40 like i run and stuff like i'm i'm so prepared at some point to just like step on like an uneven sidewalk and have like something explode in my knees or my achilles this is the stuff you think about when you get older is is how rolling over in the middle of the night might hurt your
0: back i'm gonna, I'm <sighs> gonna tell you how how old i am and in just from a physical standpoint because in <laughs> this in my and this is this is a completely true story my daughter was playing in the championship game of her league they're playing against a team that has not lost all year they win the game uh this is like grades four five and six so 11 through 13 or something like that they her team wins the game in the bottom of the last inning on a walk-off grand slam it was great yeah Uh, it was honestly one of like the three best sporting events i've ever been to live but Wait, 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 wait! Was is, it
1: was it was it like was it like a little league grand slam where she just ran around the bases and no one could field it, or did she crank one over the fence?
0: It was it was not her. She was actually on oh. deck when this happened, so her oh. she's, she's she's Alfredo oh. Griffin in this story. But it was it, it was it was a like a the guy cranked it. But this it's it's little league, so there's no fences. You're not clearing the fence. You just hit it like over okay. the outfielder's head, and he ran. Okay. Where I come in on this story is I'm the third base coach, so I got to wave four runs home. <laughs> I, that might have been the most exercise I've had, and I think I came like eighty percent of the way there towards tearing a rotator cuff, just trying to get because at that age, kids don't know to run. like they just run to the base and then they look at you, so you gotta like, yeah, it's really at eleven uh, or twelve. That's like literally age. Kids a a lot of the them. Well, it's it's hit and miss. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, it's it, hockey's your sport up there. It's not really baseball, right? So exactly, we're yeah. we're all very confused. You throw us out there with the. We're like, why is the ball round? <laughs> why are there not tiny nets that we're trying to throw it into? Why why are we hitting pitches with with stuffed beavers? Like, why? That's that it's, seems that seems too yeah. Canadian. Maybe just get bats. Exactly. I don't know. How about that? Home plate is a literal plate with just poutine on it. And it's 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 all very strange. <laughs> Every, everybody. Dave and I are trying very hard Votto's not to. Yeah, Sorry. we're trying very hard not to talk about the NHL right now because I mean we got to fill an hour, so you know we just probably
1: BS at the beginning and then. Slide is it, is it time to slide is <laughs> and, then, b- time to and slide? then BS in
0: the middle and yeah. <laughs> BS at the end. That sounds like a plan. Hey, all right. All right. Well, what what has happened in the last week well, in the
1: NHL? Well, the the Jacob truba thing I feel like was a really kind of a big thing, but it happened in like late July, and nobody really paid attention to it because it was in late July. It was an arbitration yeah. hearing that actually went to the arbitrator and yep. there was no agreement made and they let the arbitrator
0: decide and oh, that arbitrator it's a tough job i know like you got a weigh of the pros and cons took him 2 days <laughs> to come up with his decision so, which is that he would just, just right down the middle right down the middle add up the two numbers divide by 2 land like what are the odds what do you think he
1: got paid for that like because he's probably a lawyer who does yeah. it right so like it's hourly fees to so just sit there for like however long it takes to hear both sides of the argument then you take two days. I'm assuming like all those hours between then and yeah. his decision
0: are billable hours.
1: Man, I gotta become an arbitrator.
0: Yeah, that's a good gig. I, it's it's it's, it's got to be one of the best jobs on the planet because yeah, you just sit there while it's. I mean, the whole process is so messed up because you you bring your player in, you tear him down for several hours. Apparently, this hearing went went for quite a while, and then you just wind up at the number we all knew you were like why why would you not just say like all right what's what's your number what's our number let's just do a deal in the middle because yeah. that's where we're going to wind up anyway so let's not go in there and crap all over each other
1: like i would never like like in baseball for instance like i have a theory that Marcus Stroman's having such a bad season because he went to arbitration and like he heard the team say terrible things about him and he's gone from like being a very consistently good pitcher to like I don't know, feeling like he has to prove himself because like mm-hmm. something just seems off. I mean, I'm not in Toronto, so like maybe he's just pitching badly, but like yeah, it just seems you have like Marcus you... Stroman on your fantasy team, don't you? No, I thought about picking him up this week before the game against the Orioles, and I didn't, and then he pitched really well and got a win, and I was mad at myself for not picking him up. So maybe he's gonna have a good second half now that he had the blow up with the media guy. Maybe like maybe like he's finally yep. he finally got it out, and now he's ready to pitch with the Blue Could Jays, be. 41 games out of the playoffs. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Uh, man, but Welcome yeah. to Biscuits,
0: a baseball and/or softball podcast. It's July. We have to mention baseball. It, it is. It, it's not, it, it is. Uh, it, but but you know, you mentioned baseball, and that's it's it it it, it does fit with the NHL arbitration thing because in baseball, arbitration is very different. In baseball, each side picks a number, and then the arbitrator has to choose one or the other. There's no middle ground. You can't. You can't split the difference. Is that better or worse do you think? I can't decide. See that's what I'm trying to figure out. I feel like on the one hand I feel like it's better because it's not at least then the arbitration hearing matters. The whole process matters. It's not this ridiculous thing in the NHL where they just split down the middle every time. But on the other hand it's it's got to. I mean if if it's a miserable process to go through as it stands I mean imagine if you had this, you know, this arbitrator really was picking between $4 for, and $7 million for, uh, for Jacob Truba. That, I don't know, that would be pretty, uh, that would be a rough one to lose. Do you think, like, that arbitrator is, like, you know, he
1: gets through the whole hearing and, like, it's, he's, like, really torn for two days? Like, he's just, like... You know, sitting on a back porch, and he's just really just rubbing his temples, and he's like, "I don't know what to do. This is the hardest job ever." Yeah. And his wife's like, "I'm an emergency room nurse. Okay, you're you're deciding sports people's salaries. Just pick a number so we can
0: go to the lake and hang out with the kids. Just just stop yeah. already." Yeah, it's not that no, hard. He's 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 sitting there just like just completely torn. And then like she comes out and she's like, oh, I know you're having a tough time. I got us a pizza." And he's like, "Yeah, but how?" <laughs> <laughs> what can we do with there's two of us? And she's like, What? she pulls out the slicer and just slices it down the middle. And he's like, wait a second. Hang on and here. Just jumps up from his seat and runs inside. And, Oh man, it, it, like the thing that people need to understand and is it because I'm, I've been making fun of NHL arbitration. A, a lot of people have, but the thing that, that people may not know is if you're an NHL arbitrator, it is a sweet gig, but you can get fired by, pretty much either side at any time. They can just go, well, we don't like this guy anymore. Get him out of there. Both sides can do that. So that's why they always come down 50-50. You know, like if, if this guy had been like, you know what, I, Jacob Trouba is one of the better young defensemen in the NHL. He should be maybe not 7 million. Maybe he's 6.5. The NHL just goes, oh, okay, thanks for the decision. You're fired. You're never do one of these again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they still have to pay it. They, they, I mean, that the decision is final, but he'll never do another one so the, the whole like the incentives and everything are all messed up in the system and uh but i guess the the bigger story is jacob trubin now has a one-year deal presumably has to go through all this again next year and then in 2020 he's an unrestricted free agent and that has you know there, there was the whole thing in 2016 he holds out says he wants a trade because of lack of opportunity in winnipeg uh in the two years since, he's emerged as, he's continued to develop as a better player. He's no longer stuck behind Tyler Myers on the depth chart. He's he's now probably their either their first or their second best and most important defenseman. And I think a lot of people in Winnipeg figured, okay, this was the off season where, you know, the, you bury the hatchet, get the long-term deal done. And instead, now he's got this one-year bargain deal he's going to play on. And I don't know, Do you, do you see him... Still being a Winnipeg Jet, let's say three years from now, or is this now? Are we now on the uh, the Jacob Truba trade watch again?
1: Um, I, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Ryan Johansson in Columbus. Remember how like he, you know, really wanted out and he was holding out, and they ended up picking a number for him, and that number set up like a bigger qualifying offer the year after that. So they ended up trading him to Nashville. It's not exactly the same thing, but it this does feel like the beginning of the end because. I don't know, it, it just it just seems like he really doesn't want to be there, which is weird because, like, Winnipeg is so set up now to be good for, not just good, Like if they have goaltending now finally, like, they're set up to kind of be a contender for the next few years, yep. and he's 24,
0: and, I mean, The, I, thing, the thing, I thing with know, him maybe. is when, when, he, when he had the holdout two years ago, he was very clear, and his agent were very clear in the messaging around it, that it was not about the city, city. Yeah. was not about the team was not about he loved the team and his teammates and the city it was just that he was a, a right-handed defenseman was stuck behind bufflin and, and myers on the depth chart presumably for the long term was basically saying look around the league there's tons of teams that need right-handed defensemen to play high in the lineup he's 22 he wants an opportunity to do more than be a third pairing guy and he's not going to get that in Winnipeg, and, and that's why he wanted the trade. And in the two years since then, like we said, he's, he's certainly passed Myers. He, he may have passed I mean, is he and Morrissey play the, tough, the tougher minutes in, in Winnipeg. So you could make the case that he's passed Dustin Bufflin too, on the uh, you know, on, in terms of importance to the team. So in theory, that doesn't apply anymore. And if he was telling the truth in 2016, then we shouldn't have a problem. But you kind of wonder if, if, if that was the truth or maybe it was a little bit of positive spin and messaging on something. And he, he does, he would prefer to be somewhere else. But yeah, it's, it's tough because what do you do if you're the Jets? You know, that they, their window is right now. They can win a Stanley Cup right now. So there's part of you that almost wonders that, I mean, if you got to do two one-year deals and he leaves as a free agent, let's, let's get two years out of a really good player while we have a window open to win a cup. Um, and not necessarily trade him for you know three quarters on the dollar just because we don't want to lose him for nothing it's i don't just, know it's, it's a just, tough what, one
1: what do you what do you what do you trade him for because you don't really need scoring you're kind
0: of you're kind of loaded up well, there you don't I need mean, a goalie
1: so i think
0: i think what you trade him for is a lefty defenseman because that's kind of the one spot on their roster and and, and in theory you you'd be able to get something pretty good because there's more teams out there who have Left-handed defenseman and need right-handed defenseman than the other way around, so if you if you wanted to trade him, but I mean there was also the thing where, in in 2016 at least, when he asked for the trade, remember he he held out like he he didn't hold out because I don't think he had a contract, but he right. he didn't report like he didn't sign and he missed the first month or so of the season, and there was a feeling at the time that the Jets had to play hardball here. You can't trade this guy who has asked for a trade because you're the Winnipeg Jets, you're considered one of the the maybe the least attractive markets for players. The team wasn't very good at the time, but, you know, it's, it's cold. You're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Is the perception, you can't trade a guy who says, I want out because then every star player who comes to Winnipeg knows they have the option of saying, I want out. You got to play hardball. You got to say, you're a Winnipeg Jet. You're here. Right put that out of your mind. I wonder if it's kind of the same thing here where they they say like no we we can't we the, the Jets have to trade guys when it's our decision to do it not when it's when when it's the player. So, it's going to be interesting to see and it's it's you know the stakes are a lot higher now because, you know, 2 years ago it was like, "Ah, it's the Jets, all right." Now it's the Jets. This is one of the best teams in the whole league, and this is a situation that I don't think is going to unravel this year. In fact they can't they can't even do a new contract until january now but it's it's gonna be worth watching you know and and especially into into next off season because in theory they got to go through this all over again and do another one-year arbitration or another one-year deal and then or pay up and buy a whole bunch of ufa years which is not going to be cheap and i'm sure jacob truba you know whether he loves the team in the city or not if it comes time to do a long-term deal now, he's he's not given any discounts because he's been he's been playing under discounts for for three years now.
1: When when Truba goes to Chevaldeau and says, "I want a trade," do you think Chevaldeau says, "When you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way"?
0: Yes, and and then <laughs> and then he probably also asks, "By the way, what is a trade?" Because I'm Kevin Chevaldeau, and I don't. I don't do those.
1: You know what else it's like, too? It's like Zach Parise in Jersey, where he clearly didn't want to play in Jersey. Like, sometimes guys, like, just don't want to play in certain cities. Like, Jersey's pretty yeah. much my city, and, like, I get it. Like, he wanted to, I mean, he wanted to go home and live close to his family and play for a team. Like it just happens. Like, maybe yep. Truba, but is different, though, because he's still far away from really controlling his fate, and what if he gets traded somewhere else he doesn't like? You know, like... Grass, Mm -hmm. the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Like I've never been to Winnipeg. Like I understand the whole cold thing, but I mean, I mean, it's cold in a lot of places. Once it's winter time, it's cold in New Jersey for like three months. Like unless you're playing in Tampa, it's gonna be cold. Like I don't know. Like there's got to be like. My feeling is like, if you're like a really wealthy dude, like. Every city is probably your oyster. You can probably find things to enjoy, and plus, you're 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 playing hockey for eight months. Like, are you like, oh man, I can't go on to the thingy, and there's no time, there's no time to do anything during the season, right? So
0: yeah, yeah, it's not like you've got a weekend off, and there's no beach to go to, and you know, and Winnipeg's a nice. It's you know, it's it's a small city by NHL standards, but it's it's a nice place. It's. uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where, I mean, this is always the feeling with Winnipeg and same with Edmonton when they were bad, Ottawa, it's kind of the same thing. It's, you know, some players don't even know the place. They just, you know, they, yeah. hey, you're you're traded to, you've been traded to Ottawa, you've been traded to Winnipeg, and they look up and the wife is like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> or, you know, they're looking at the, you know, it's, there's any number of reasons why you might not not want to go. Or, you know, the agent says, hey, we got an offer from these guys. And you're like, no, that's same our Timmy Panarin same same thing might yeah. be playing out now where he just you know is not a Columbus guy he wants to be big city uh big you know big city guy Truba yeah. for Truba for Panarin? Does that work? Is that a thing? No, that's not a thing. That no, would uh that I, I think that would be a thing in Winnipeg for <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> that would be uh yeah, that that would make them that would be terrifying to see Winnipeg's forwards with that deal and also terrifying to see Artemi Panarin's reaction to finding out that he would he was. There. Well, that would be like was like that it was Kawhi like well, uh, Leonard or whatever where he's like yeah, I want to be traded to LA. Yeah? Okay. Let's see what's geographically the furthest location from LA. Oh, you're going to a different country. You're going to Louisiana. Time. Wait, I, that no. could, that should become like team policy. Like if you ask for a trade to a big city we're trading you to Winnipeg. I wouldn't really be a punishment though. I I maybe maybe it's got to be Ottawa or whoever, but yeah, I'd rather be in yeah. Winnipeg than Ottawa. Actually, I mean, I don't know. Like I'm I'm not picky at this point when it comes to cities. Like yeah, you know, I don't know. Problem with both Winnipeg and Ottawa and places like that and you know, probably have to do is they're like people always say well, you know, they're they're great in the spring. Like once you get out of that 8-month winter, it's really nice, but it's like then the yeah, the players like, yeah, I won't be there for for that. Right. Like I'm not having my summer home there. Uh, well, by the way, I think Truba should have gotten more than five point five. But oh, for
1: sure, um, yeah. And and
0: again, this is bad. the NHL's salary scale is all messed up because he's. I mean, this guy's like, where would you rank him in defenseman in the league? Like, uh, um, boy, he's definitely
1: a top pairing defenseman. So you have to say yeah. he's at least top thirty-one, and you probably put him top twenty,
0: top fifteen. Yeah, years. I was thinking, you know, top twenty kind of feels yeah. around. Where the where you, you start the conversation. I mean, a top 20 defenseman shouldn't be making 5.5. 5. Like that, that was like Brooks Orpik money. <laughs> but in the NHL, it's like, well, he's, you know, but he's still young, right? He doesn't have right. the UFA. He's, uh, he's still young. He's working his way up to that. But the thing is, he's 24, 25. He's in his prime now. Like you've got a prime guy who's one of the 20 best disposition. his position. He should be making prime money now and not when he's. 32 when he finally gets that big long contract but this is eh, it's how it works in the NHL and I'm sure both sides knew going in once they saw once they exchanged the numbers they knew where it was going to wind up I'm surprised that they like I don't I don't see what the benefit was to go through the hearing knowing you know maybe maybe you're maybe it ends up somewhere between five and six Is that really you know a few hundred thousand worth potentially damaging a relationship that's already been damaged
1: how much money would it take for you to have to sit in a room and listen to somebody tell you all your flaws for two hours because like for me it's probably not <laughs> dude like that, i'm married man i i,
0: I, I <laughs> that's that's several nights a week for me i could do that with my eyes closed <laughs> oh man oh, man no well, it would Dumble. be bad like who who was the player you got money. Oh man, who was it on the Islanders that they made him cry during the hearing? Was the story? Um, was that Tommy Sallow?
1: Islanders remember, like, made Mike him cry. Mike
0: Milbury making somebody cry
1: during arbitration. Oh, I was thinking it was like more recent. I was gonna, my guess was going to be Josh Bailey, but I don't know if that's true. Let me see Islanders. Here you go. Here's some good show stuff. Islanders
0: cry arbitration. Yes, Mike Milbury reportedly reduced Tommy Sallow to tears.
1: Oh, is that who it was? Yeah. Tommy Salo?
0: Tommy Salo. Uh
1: Real nice. And this is a
0: guy, I mean, Tommy Salo was, I mean, this is a guy who, like, committed the all time greatest blooper in Olympic history. So he's, he, he, it probably would take a lot to. Oh, yeah. What what did he do again
1: in the Olympics? I was thinking he was the guy that got four He was the guy.
0: Yeah, no, when, um, oh, uh, oh, it was 2002, I guess, when uh, Sweden lost to Belarus. And it was like, tied with a minute left and some guy shoots a bomb from center ice and it hits Sallow in the head Aww. and he kind of like jumps in the air it hits him in the head and like flips I away. Mean, it was the craziest goals ever but uh, yeah that was yeah there it is I'm just I'm scrolling I found an article here as I'm researching on the fly and yeah there is this is now a Tommy Sallow podcast this is now a Tommy Sallow <laughs> podcast yeah it's yeah, the infamous arbitration hearing with Mike Milbury in which we should I, I should be clear according to reports Sallow left the room to use the bathroom and when he returned it was clear he had been crying according to reports so
1: Shouldn't all that stuff be like like lawyer confidentiality stuff like yeah. I feel like that shouldn't leak out I feel like that I don't I
0: don't want to point any fingers but I'm just going to go ahead and say that the reports came from Mike <laughs> Milbury who probably was just like do it. so yeah that uh... yeah it would be it would be rough, so I, I and that's that's why teams typically don't go through it. So uh, we should probably also talk about Matt Dumba, the other.
1: Yeah, he got he got a lot of money.
0: He got a lot of money. Oh, I don't know.
1: Five I don't know years. How I feel about Matt Dumba? I I feel like
0: that's fair. The number he got. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's the number's probably a little bit high. He got six million cap hit. Basically six 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 million bucks a year five years thirty million total feels a little high right now but he's twenty three and you're buying I think two UFA years so yeah that that seems okay I think it's fine you know it's, it's I mean I don't know how Minnesota is gonna work through their contract situation like somebody pointed out like. You know, dumas has got five years, and when he's done that contract, they still have Parise and Suter for I know, like years to come. Ugh, boy, that's man. Those we don't talk about those two deals enough in terms of like bad deals. Like you can talk, you can oh, you know, Brent Seabrook was a bad, yeah, but they won three cups. They were keeping it together, you know? Minnesota. Was Marion Hosa to... maybe was a bad guy, but they won three cups. Like this is it'd be like if the Blackhawks signed two Marion Hosas and then didn't win anything. And now they still have like eight years left.
1: I'm sure the next. I still. I'm sure the next lockout will will result in those contracts somehow coming is, off the books. And...
0: This is it. I, I, I honestly I think that's, like, I, I wonder how many teams are already banking on 2020 having, uh, the, uh, what what were they called the buy the, the special buyouts the amnesty you, buyouts. compliance buyouts yeah compliance, amnesty yeah. buyouts compliance buyouts where you don't, take any cap hit and that's going to be the get out of jail free card.
1: Like, uh, that, like Matt Dumba's contract, I think is fine. Like, because it's you're buying up UFA years. Like, what if they gave that same yeah. contract to Jacob Truba? You'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? That's, oh, I think that's that would fine. be a
0: that'd be a bargain for Truba. Yeah. I think that would be that would be fantastic. Yeah, because I mean, if you're gonna give a guy a lot of years at decent money, do it when he's twenty three. Exactly, you've got a chance. Like, there's the the like any deal you look at, you say, what's the upside? What's the downside? And you know, the downside here is he might not be worth six million. And in a few years he may have settled in when he's twenty five or twenty-six and you pretty much know what he is as an NHL player and you might go, Yeah, you know, okay second pairing guy, not not worth the money. The upside is he could be more than that. He could be a first pairing guy and you're now you've got a you've got a bargain. And so many of these deals a guy sign when they're like twenty eight or twenty nine, that they're the down it's all downside. The upside is that you get Fair value and the downside is you almost definitely don't. So I don't I don't mind this one. Like I think worst case, like it turns out
1: that Dumba's like an expensive, really good second pairing defenseman. And if that's the case for six million, like that's well if the cap is going the way everyone says it's going, like six million bucks yeah. in three years isn't gonna seem like a that whole might lot of be, money, I don't think. But that
0: might be okay second pairing money. Right. And nothing more.
1: Because he so. had, because he had last. So, so last year was his career year. He had 50 points. Yeah, he had 14 and 36 and 82 games. The year before that, he had 11 and 23. So, like, just say you split the difference. He was like a 42 point guy next year. Like, it's not. He's it, it, that's that's I don't know. It's I think it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. never going to be like, wow, what a bargain. But like, you know, you got to pay your good young defenseman. And he's right handed, as we all know. When you're right handed, that's worth like at least another extra mill. Exactly.
0: <sighs> yep. All right. If we've talked each other into it. Yeah. All right. Like that, like that, like that all deal right, makes more
1: it. sense for both sides than Jacob Truba just taking a one year deal, especially like Truba's had the neck injury. Like, I don't know. I just, I, like, good for him. Like, he, he he's sticking to his guns. I, I always, I always kill players for signing contracts a year early and then, you know, because they don't want to
0: wait mm-hmm. that year. Like, he's, he's like, hey, he's, I'm worth seven million. Pay me seven million. Yeah. He's doing what I always say more players should do. He's betting on himself. He's, yeah. You know, it, we've seen players do it before. PK Subban was probably the best example. Bet on himself on a short out. bridge deal. Next thing you know, he's the highest-paid defenseman in the league. So it works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't, and don't don't come looking to me when <laughs> when it doesn't work and my terrible advice cost you millions of dollars. But all right, break time. Feels like break time.
1: We did the arbitrate. We, we, we extensively covered arbitration in both baseball and hockey. Uh, we yes. gave you some some baseball, or I should say, softball and hockey reports. So it's been a thorough mm-hmm. podcast. We mentioned Ottawa, so we checked that box. So in the second yeah. half, we are going to talk about. Sean has written a thing, and the thing is about six teams that he
0: is confused by. Confused. What, what I are cannot. They? Are they good? Figure out. Are they because bad? I don't know. I I think I've got certain teams that I know are gonna be good and certain teams I know are gonna be bad and I'm gonna be wrong on some of those teams oh, for sure. sure. So I mean already, you know, I'm 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 probably already got terrible, but it's there's certain teams I've got I've, a very wide range you could tell me where they're gonna wind up. And so I'm hoping you're gonna walk me through these and <laughs> and sort it out for me. Like I know.
1: Um, Yeah, and also the Sedins. We'll get to them, too, in the second half, so stick around, and we will be right back. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? we're back it's time for sean to become unconfused thanks to me the guy who absolutely knows what these six teams are going to do next season for sure
0: all right you ready do it help me out all right i'm going to start with the team this they're not the most confusing i get a different team as kind of my most confusing but this might be my most confusing western conference team the edmonton oilers They have the best Mm -hmm. player in the world. They were pretty good two years ago. They were bad last year, largely because their goaltender was bad. But I don't think their goaltender is bad. I think their goaltender is good and just had a Mm -hmm. bad season. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the other hand, they missed the playoffs by 17 points, and they really haven't done anything. So it's Mm -hmm. pretty much the same team. And Connor McDavid was healthy and amazing last year, and they were still awful. So... Same coach, same GM, same roster at this point. Uh, are, there, are they good? Not good? Playoffs? More? Well, the, the thing they have going for them
1: is they're in the division that the expansion team won last year, so it's probably not yes. a great division. It's going to get a little bit better because Calgary is one of your teams here. They they, they seem to have gotten better. Um, LA got Kovalchuk. It's still not a great division, so they yeah. kind of have that going for it, but... It's just like you said, like Connor McDavid. It's not like Connor McDavid had a bad year last year. It wasn't like he clocked no. in at like eighty-three points in eighty-two games. Like he was, he was ridiculous in the second half, and they still finished. He points out. You wish
0: he did. If you're an Oilers fan, you kind of yeah. like retroactively wish he had a bad year, because then you just go, "Well, he's gonna, he'll be way better this year," and that's where the extra wins come from.
1: Yeah, and you're right. It comes down to Cam Talbot. Two years ago, Cam Talbot played out of his mind, played like seventy-five games or whatever it was, and yeah. last year. Wasn't great. I, I, well, I, I tend the, to lean towards he's more than not great than great, but he's, he's not as bad as he was last year. He's not as good as he was two years no. ago, but I don't think they make up 17
0: points. I can't tell, but part of the thing is he was he was great two years ago, but he played the most games of any goaltender in the NHL, yeah. and there were people going, is that going to wear him out? Well, last year he wasn't great, but he still played the most games, again, of any goaltender in the NHL. Now, the team was kind enough to give him the entire spring off. <laughs> so maybe he's he's rested up in that sense, but yeah, I mean the Oilers are also one of those teams where you're, you're kind of looking at the roster going. This can't be the roster on opening night. They have, to, you know, they're going to make some sort of move. Uh, so maybe we we just kind of put it on hold. I still I still feel like they're going to be a good team and and back in the playoffs and and maybe 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 even better than that. I don't. I I still can't kind of get my head around how badly things went off the rails last year
1: yeah like like honestly like if if Vegas didn't make the playoffs this year coming up would you be surprised like I wouldn't be I I would get it no no you know what I mean like there's there's
0: room there's room to move up in that division there is and and the three California teams are all good but those are all old teams like the Ducks the Ducks core is old the the Kings I mean they're even older now with with Kovalchuk and we'll see if that works out even the Sharks uh, you know, are very much in kind of win now mode, but they haven't been able to land so far any of the big names they've been chasing. So, I yeah, I like the opportunity is there for for the Oilers. And then let's let's kind of skip to the bottom because you mentioned the Calgary Flames are another team on my list, sort of similar in a sense. But you know, now we've got a team that has made moves and they have made changes. Uh, not only made the big trade with Dougie Hamilton, got rid of that whole museum. Uh, bad influence that was hurting the team. They brought in James Neal, and they brought in a new coach, which is important because a lot of the talk around what went wrong in Calgary was that it was at least partly attitude and like they 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 weren't resilient enough. And as soon as things went bad, they they all shut it down. So you bring in a new coach who's gonna kick a few butts and and get you back on track. Except the coach they brought in has never made the playoffs. But he's, and, and in fact, Bill Peters is like Bill Peters is under 500 as an NHL coach. I don't mean he's lost more than he's won. I mean he's like actually under 500 as a points percentage, which is almost impossible right. in the NHL. Like, how are you? Three teams are under 500 every year. How are you under 500 for a four year <laughs> career? Like, are we like this is the guy? Like, this, this is you looked around the league and we're like, we need to get back to the playoffs get me the Carolina Hurricanes head coach. I don't know. Is again, help me out here. Their goalie is 36. Was hurt last year. Still have one of the best blue lines. Have young forwards who should get better, and they're in the Pacific. So again, like the path to the playoffs seems like it's it's kind of wide open.
1: Well, I'm going to go against the grain. I mean, is there even grain in July? There's no grain to go against. No one's talking about this, right? It's just us. It's just two people talking into microphones about the Calgary Flames on yeah. July 23rd, nobody, whatever Nobody will remember this. No. No. No one's going to. No one's. no. Someone throwing something back in your face that was incorrect that you said months ago? Come on. Who would ever no. do something like that on the internet? Never. Um, in a way, I kind of feel like Edmonton has a better chance of going from out to in, even though I feel like Calgary has a better roster. And admittedly, yes, I, I do have my Bill Peters bias. Like like I, I really think at some point this year we're gonna see like Carolina take off and Calgary's gonna be sputtering and we're gonna be like, oh right. Now I get it. But maybe I'm wrong about that too. But I, I guess my 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 way of unconfusing you, which I'm I, I'm not gonna be able to do because I, I don't know these answers either. But I'm gonna say Edmonton finishes ahead of Calgary
0: but neither team makes the playoffs. How about that? Wow. How about that? Okay. All right. So you are much more pessimistic because I close, because I, I, when I wrote this piece, I did the kind of like back and forth. They'll be good. They'll be bad back and forth. But then I, I kind of forced myself to go and make some predictions because otherwise I'm just sort of. Right. Twisting in the wind and, and not, you know, I got, to I got I to gotta plant a flag at some point. So I went, I went the other way. Here's my prediction. Hmm. Flames, Oilers, Round two Pacific Division Championship playoff series. What? Not only are they getting in, they're going to be playing in the in the Elite Eight, as they say in, in, in Round sports. Two. Yes, Round wow. Two, the the round where the very best teams play each other. They'll be like the <laughs> they'll be like the eighth seed and the thirteenth seed playing each other, while the Leafs and Tampa play like the battle of hundred and thirty point teams. That means you have one of these two teams going to the conference finals. Let's, let's, let's not bury that part of the story too. I guess My it does. My goodness, yeah. I'm gonna say like That's one a, of ah, them, one of them will be good enough to, you know, finish in the top two in the division, and will just be a good team. And one of them will be good enough that they will pull off the upset over. I'm gonna say San Jose. Wow. Yeah, there you go. See, like San Jose, the, San Alberta Jose is the one team in the division do. I feel good about.
1: Like San Jose in the yes. playoffs, top three somewhere there, sure. I kind of like LA, be that second team, and then it's like a completely wide open. I, I'm I'm kind of here in late July, maybe selling myself on the idea of the Coyotes a little bit. I I, I always fall in love with the Coyotes
0: between they July have to and August at some point, right? I always do. Yeah. So I like I think the Coyotes are definitely going to be better. Like I was looking over because because one of the things I always do when I do this stuff is I look at like odds maker odds because that's a good. Reality check. It's a sanity check on whether you're crazy, but sometimes you see stuff and you're like, ah, like I, and they, I saw a list of odds that had the Coyotes like third last in the league. I was like, I don't think so. You know, I feel like they're, yeah, I get it. You but... know, going to be better, but playoff better? I don't know. But they, they weren't on my confusing list. uh here, Here's a team that, because we, we sort of, this is the good segue from Calgary is Bill Peter's old team, Carolina Hurricanes. I feel like this is the 10th year in a row that I've looked at the Hurricanes roster and <laughs> went, yeah, this is the year they're in the playoffs. Yep. And every year it doesn't happen.
1: And it's never close. They've, it's never close. Have they it?
0: Yeah. It's a really have game they 82 fixed... you're like,
1: "Oh, they might get in." Like, no, they've been, they've been out for like 20 games now. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Have they have and you know, last year it was the goaltending Scott Darling, he's still there. Have they fixed it? Peter Marzec going to fix the goaltending? Maybe they fixed it by
1: jettisoning. There's a word, jettisoning. That feels like a word that you would just hear in Star Wars. They, they, they jettisoned over, but it's a real word. Jettisoning Bill Peters to Calgary. I guess they didn't jettison him there. They fired him, and then he went no, there. No, he kind of jettisoned yeah, himself.
0: himself. Yeah. He, he he took off. So I, you know, like here's the thing. And this is this is my wildly optimistic side talking. Every time I look at the Hurricanes, I feel like this. Team reminds me of what we all thought about the Winnipeg Jets a year or two ago, where you looked at the Jets and you were like, Lots of talent. Mm-hmm. If they can ever put it all together, don't really have the goaltending. But if that ever clicks, this team's going to be good. And then last year it finally clicked and they weren't just good, they were amazing. Now I'm not saying the Hurricanes are going to be a 110 point team or whatever the Jets were 120. But they're going to be 120. <laughs> uh, but you know, it it kind of feels like, I mean, the, the thing now, like you look today, you talk about the Winnipeg Jets, and everyone's like, yeah, of course, yeah it's the Jets. Of course they were going to be good. Look at all that young talent. This was, you know, we all we all knew this was going to happen. But no, we didn't. Right. You know, last year, this time last year, the Jets were coming off pretty much the same sort of season the Hurricanes were coming off of, and we we're all kind of like, yeah, someday for the Jets, but I'm not getting suckered in again, you know, and, and I don't know, the, the Hurricanes kind of feel... Like that. One thing thing I will say, the same
1: thing. If if they get goaltending, they can be a hundred and ten point team. If they get
0: goaltending. Now the difference is the Jets had Connor Hellebuck, who was always a top prospect, top young goaltender that people thought was going to be very good someday. And you know, when when he finally flipped the switch, look out. And that happened last year. And the Hurricanes don't have that anywhere. So, and then the other thing with the Hurricanes is you know they got this new owner comes in. Fresh ideas, new ways of doing things, <laughs> let's get crazy. But his let's get crazy was he couldn't Probably. find a GM, had to hire either. the <laughs> had to hire the old, you know, the, the old guy he'd been kicking around for for, for years and years, brings back an ex player as the coach and talks a lot about heart and compete level and chemistry. So I don't know. He doesn't really sound like he's disrupting very much. To me. Mm. So I don't know. Like should I should I get suckered in again here? I am. On the hurricanes? I'm 100 percent all in. I'm I'm all
1: in. So here's the thing. I always I hear I hear this in baseball. Like if you're a free agent or you're whatever, you come to the Boston Red Sox. Like you need that first year to kind of adjust to playing in like a pressure-packed baseball crazy town. And I think Scott Darling just had the same thing in Raleigh. You know, he he went he went to he went to a place where there was a lot of pressure on him. He's a number one guy. You know, there's a lot of win now pressure there. You know, because mm-hmm. they hadn't been in the playoffs in eight years, and you know now he's got that first year under mm-hmm. his belt. He's got a new coach Went
0: from the in. relative anonymity of Chicago.
1: Yeah, you yeah. know, like Chicago. Like, does, it, does anybody watch hockey in Chicago? Like, he's going from not Chicago really. to Raleigh. That's a big transformation for the man. So let's let like, let's it, let him let's let him adjust, and we'll see what he does this year.
0: It would not shock me at all if like Scott Darling had a really good season. Right. It's I mean it's gold. T- who who knows? Who knows? Like I don't. I don't love the fact that they're going into the season with these two goalies, and and it feels like a situation where they should have been more aggressive and been like, no, we want, we're, we need, to get the best goalie, on the off season market. But yeah, it's goaltending. Well, I love Who it. Knows. I love it. All right. By the way, I guess, uh, I, guess,
1: I guess I guess I guess JD Martinez really didn't have to adjust to Boston. He has like 50 home runs for the All Star break. But for the most part, not, like, not, not everybody yeah. can be that. You know, you need a little you need a little time, a little time to cook. Marinate, sp-
0: whatever. Speed through a couple more and then and you can help me on these and then maybe we'll do reader questions and then we'll get the hell out of here. Florida <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> help, help me on the Florida Panthers. Good young team. Um, the Two thing good you
1: goalies. Up, the thing you brought up in your thing I thought was kind of the key is like Roberto Luongo is now at an age where, you know, he's still playing at a high level, but he's at an age where it could all end at any time. You can probably say that too the last three years about him, but...
0: I think if Roberto Luongo plays well, yeah,
1: he's he's thirty nine or thirty eight. He's thirty nine.
0: He's thirty. I think he's thirty nine. I think he turned thirty nine. I think he was thirty eight last year. my god. He's been injured. He's at that age where I mean, he's still an amazing goalie, but yeah. when you get to that age, goaltending or anywhere, like a lot of times the decline when it comes isn't gradual. Exactly. You're not like yeah. you're not great at thirty eight and very good at thirty nine and good at forty and yeah. <laughs> average at forty one. Just like just you, all you all falls might apart. be you might be great in November and then terrible in December. And, you know, James Reimer's a good backup. They've got all these, like, they've got so much young talent and, and like, in key spots. It's not just, like, their third and fourth lines are young. They've got, you know, the, the top of their lineup is young. So even if they don't change anything, you'd expect them to be better. They missed the playoffs by, like, a point last year. They are already pretty good last year. And you talk about the Pacific being a bad division. The Atlantic is... is top heavy and yeah. we think those top three teams are gonna be real good, but then there's four teams that could all be train wrecks, which in theory is a lot of easy points to to feast on. I I guess we, where I came down on the Panthers is I'm having a hard time getting out of anything different than last year, which is finish fourth and you have to fight off the Metro teams for a wild card spot. So it's like Tampa, Toronto, I, I'm probably Boston. I'm, I'm still,
1: you know, lukewarm Boston on Boston, is, but yeah, 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 and you have Pittsburgh and then it's like the rest of the rest of the East. I mean, obviously it's three and three. And then you have like the battle for the wild card, but like, who would you say is the fourth best team in the Metro at this point? Columbus.
0: Well, Can Florida be we'll, better
1: than Columbus? I don't know.
0: Yeah. It, because that's Columbus is the other team on my list for, that from the from the east. I also I had I had Dallas who I just every year I think Dallas is going to be good. Jim Nill certainly seems to think they're going to be good because they're in on every player, every big big star. Uh but I don't know, you know, they they weren't good last year. They've missed the playoffs a couple years bringing in a rookie coach from college which tends not to work. And they're in the Central. So is Dallas in the playoffs next year? I'm going to say Florida yes. I don't really have any sort okay. of real
1: argument for it because obviously those three teams are on paper way better but i don't know i just think florida it's luongo if luongo plays 55 games they'll get in the playoffs how about that but for dallas florida
0: is another one of those teams where if they break through and they i could see them like passing boston and everyone being like yeah of course of course florida was gonna be good exactly right this this is something by the way that really whenever i do something like this really hits me. I don't think hockey fans understand how much this stuff changes year to year. Because I wrote like in, in, uh, yeah, in, in my intro to this piece, I wrote about how like this time last year, we all thought the Oilers and the Blackhawks were going to be cup contenders. And we, the the odds makers had the Oilers as co-favorites for the Stanley Cup on opening night. They had the Blackhawks fourth last year with Pittsburgh. They had the Blackhawks fourth, but I've got all these people like, tweeting me and they're like, um, hello, who thought the Oilers and Blackhawks were going to be good last year? And it's like, dude, just about everybody. Like, you know, I know now after a year, it seems obvious. And you're like, no, nobody thought they were going to be good. Yeah, they did. The, the, the people whose job it is to make money off of this thought they were going to be good. And I'm not suggesting odds makers are always right, obviously, but they don't take teams that everyone agrees is going to miss the playoffs and make them cup favorites well
1: it, it, so, I, I will push back on that because i think odds makers pick the odds that they think will get the money bet evenly on both sides you know what i mean they don't necessarily they, maybe think chicago's the fourth best team but
0: really do that that's kind of a misconception there is some of that but that's more on like the day-to-day you know if, you, if you're setting a line for a football game sure but when you're doing futures Nobody's expecting a flood of money to come in on NHL futures. So you're not, and you're not trying to lure people in Mm. on the, on the Oilers or somebody like that. Like I, you know, I get maybe for the real high volume teams, maybe Chicago, maybe a Toronto, they, they nudge up a little bit, but odds makers aren't in the business of getting equal money on both sides. They're in the business of getting the most money in their pocket that they can. And that means they're, they're happy under certain cases to have unbalanced bets coming in if they think they're on the right side of it hmm. gotta bet both sides
1: so wait dallas <laughs> that's dallas the, dallas that's i'm the, out on the
0: dave lozo strategy for you just bet <laughs> if you bet no i'm the opposite sides, like will... like
1: if i'm in like an ncaa tournament pool and it gets down to the point where like i have a chance to win it and so whatever let's say villanova's playing duke in the final and i have villanova winning it all in my pool and it works out where like Villanova is laying six and a half. I'm not going to bet Duke plus six and a half to hedge. Like I'm really not a hedger when it comes. To, I don't not like doing hedger. that. Like I, I made my, I made my picks. I'm going to stick with them. That's kind of what I do. But like, it doesn't really come up all that often because I don't really win NCAA pools all the time, but you know what I mean? Like I don't like the idea yep. of, you know, I'm in it to win it. No hedging. It's moral
0: weakness to hedge. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right. So here, my last team, because we talked about them and then I jumped off and the reason jumped off to come back last is because this is the one team that i'm completely columbus blue jackets i don't know i like let me uh, i'll read what i i what i what i wrote is i said i don't think there's a team in the league with a wider range plausible outcomes it right now you could if you came back from the future a year from now and obviously my first question would be how did the columbus blue jackets do (laughs) you you could tell me they won the stanley cup and i'd be like yep and you could tell me their season was a total disaster. Tortorella got fired. They traded half the team. They finished in the bottom five of the league. And I'd be like, yep, I I have no. And, and part of it is because the Panarin situation and Sergey Bobrovsky doesn't have a contract yet. So there's still some some balls in the air. And And I assume it'll be more clear on opening night. But I'm completely out to lunch on these guys because I think the talent is there to win a cup. And they almost—I mean—they were up two nothing, mm-hmm. one lucky bounce away from being up three nothing on the Capitals, the, the eventual champions. And yet, it's also the Blue Jackets, and their best player wants out, and they've never won a playoff series, and their goaltender needs a new deal. And oh, by the way, in in a season where there could be a lot of volatility and and challenges, they've got John Tortorella as their coach, a guy who flips his lid over off-season quotes from departing free agents what's he going to do if they lose four of their first six games okay
1: help first of all I just want to say that I'm really picturing like a portal opening up in your living room and like me jumping through it with like my clothes all tattered and I'm like I'm from 20 I'm from 2019 Sean I have a message about nuclear war and you're like what's Sergei Bobrovsky say percentage this season just tell me just tell me the save percentage don't spoil it for me Sean, we have to save the world. So here's what I need you to do. Did they trade Panarin? Did they trade Panarin or no? Yeah. Just tell me what they did with Any, Panarin. Anything? Obviously go? playoffs. I I I'm with you.
0: Okay. Playoffs like wild card playoffs or I think they can be challenge three. for the division playoffs. I
1: think they're I think they're going to be up there. I I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to get a feel for Pittsburgh at this point because their time is moving forward on all those guys. But I, I mm-hmm. Columbus, I think is going to finish top three in the division. I'm I'm not prepared this early stage of the off season to give you a number, but I'll say between one and three. I, okay. I think they're better than a wild card team.
0: So top three. So we're above we're above wild. Card. I think I just called okay. them the fourth
1: best team in the division like six minutes ago. But now I'm, now I'm moving them up between one and three. <laughs> there you go. All
0: right. All right. I feel like I okay. I feel better now. Yeah,
1: because I feel like I didn't really help on any
0: of these. I feel like I'm gonna am gonna spread your contact confusion. Sportsnet and have them take the article down because I'm no <laughs> longer confused on those teams. And I'll just replace it with say, like six six teams I'm confused about. This should be part one of a five part series. All right, it so just we, builds up to me going like I'm pretty sure the Lightning will be good though. <laughs>
1: this just and now and now it's time for Sean's lukewarm takes. Sean, what do you feel about Tampa? win the cup, might not win the cup. This yeah. has been Sean's lukewarm takes. There's a lot we'll, of we'll get a little song.
0: A lot of different directions this could go.
1: All right, let's let's do some questions because we got to be out of here in six minutes today. We got so you right. can probably see that by the time remaining on the podcast. Um, Mick Mick Cloud, um, wants to know: Did the ABS just get lucky last year, or are they actually kind of good? They're like the seventh team that I would have put into your story because I'm I feel I feel about them the way you feel about like other teams where. Yeah. I feel like maybe they're not as good as they were last year, but I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe they... I feel
0: like my, my answer to his question is yes yeah? to both of those six. <laughs> yes, they were a little lucky, but yes, they're good. I would not like if I was making my picks right now, I would not have the avalanche in the playoffs. But I would not have them, you know, they're gonna look more like last year's team than yeah, two sure. years ago when they were terrible. But if they finished the season with ninety points, And miss the playoffs by five points, I wouldn't. I think that would feel about right to me. Uh, Bang, bang,
1: Bart, which I believe is a reference to the Simpsons, based on the name and the avatar. I can't quote the Simpsons like I can like Seinfeld and Friends and Thirty Rock. I don't know why. Like I love the Simpsons, but like I just kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have the same repertoire that other people do. Uh, What's the ideal number of teams, and will we one day have a forty-team league? Um,
0: yeah. Like, at at what point do we stop expanding? Yeah. I I, well, when you run out of markets, willing to pay 650 million. I mean, that's the honest answer. I think, you know, the league, in fairness, we hadn't had expansion in 17 years or whatever. So, I mean, they're, they're, I don't know. I don't, right now, there's not 40 teams, 40 markets out there that can support NHL teams, even if you add, you know, and put another team in Toronto or, or something like that. So one day do we get to 40 teams? I think one day we do, maybe even internationally. Uh, yeah, but not you'd have to go international soon. for sure. Well, technically the, we the are thing international is, already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like go, <laughs> go over to change. Europe or, or somewhere. I mean, the thing is, this is, you know, the NHL, you know, you you could, baseball could be 40-team league. NFL could do it, um, you know, in terms at least of, of interest. This is where the NHL, to some extent, gets hurt a little bit by the fact that they they seem very satisfied to just get as much money as possible out of people who already like hockey yeah. and not to to try to bring in new fans. I will say this when he says the ideal number of teams because this always comes up. There's always people who want contraction. 24 There's people who say get Sean. it down to 24. Yep. Get it down to It's the number. And yeah, you know, maybe but the, the there's a bad argument that gets made is people people say that, you know, the the problem part of the problem with the league is the talent's too watered down because there's too many there's too many teams so you got to contract and then and then the game will be better and it'll be more fun to watch hockey because the teams will all be better and first of all that i'm 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 not convinced that that the premise is true that there's not enough talent because there's so i mean compared now to when it was a 20 21 team league and almost all the players were canadian there were only like three regions in the u.s producing hockey players europe wasn't sending many guys over you compare that to now and there's nine more teams ten more teams but so much more talent flooding in and there's so much the development's better but the other piece of it is if you just want entertaining hockey you should want a 40 team league with because hockey is a game where bad players making mistakes is what makes hockey fun like contracting down to 24 teams and every team has now got you know great even their third line and third pairing are amazing hockey played at its highest level by the best possible players is not always a very entertaining game at least when the stakes aren't high like a November game between two all-star teams that finishes 2-1 isn't isn't great so don't you know this idea that we need to contract you know business-wise or marketing whatever okay that's a different thing but if you want you know, if if you're looking back and going, hey, we had 20 teams in the 80s and it was great, you want to get back to that, you need to get back to what we had in the 80s, which is defensemen who couldn't skate backwards and you know hadn't were completely outclassed whenever Gretzky and Lemieux were on the ice. We need more teams, not fewer. Well, on that note, it is time to shut it down. Uh, there's a couple
1: other questions. One guy wanted to know why I hated the St. Louis Blues. I don't. Going to St. Louis this weekend coming up. I'm going to bask in all things St. Louis. Um, another guy wanted to know why I haven't gotten a copy of your book when Greg Wasinski
0: has, but you know, whatever. You you made your choice. You wanted him to get it, not me. That's, that's I cool. should point. Out, there, nobody has a copy of the book because it doesn't exist yet. I think some people. I think I think Greg may have pirated it off like a torrent site mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> he got it off Kazaa. He, yeah. he was downloading porn, porn, <laughs> porn, music, and books. Ah, uh, I just. Okay, I hate that when you get the wrong file. <laughs> Wait a second. This isn't the new Drake album. Oh God. damn
1: all right, so we got to go. We got a tight schedule today here in the studio. So um, thank you for everybody who who reads and listens and submits the questions. Uh,
0: pre-order Sean's book on Amazon. Right, that's the place where you pre-order books. Amazon. Anywhere else? I think it's it, it should be everywhere. But yeah, Amazon's Amazon's good. Pre-order it if you've already pre-ordered. Pre-order it again. Pre-order just pre-order just to be safe. Just, re-order. Yeah. Pre-order. Re-order. Right. Because I mean, re-order. the first one might m- might not be good right yeah a, the second one might have more stuff in it you never know yeah you lose be, one you got you're got. you like other. be like the carolina hurricanes you need a good <laughs> backup two solid options then you go with the hot hand yeah perfect the marazic of books so thanks and uh we're we'll back
1: for the season finale of uh biscuits calling hockey podcast on tuesday is the planned time as of right now and i see no reason to yes. change it next, so next tuesday right
0: yes Next Tuesday. Not not, not tomorrow not Tuesday. Tomorrow I'm, the thirty first. Probably won't be enough NHL news over the next twenty four hours to yeah. but hopefully, you know, maybe there'll be another arbitration hearing and come back next week and we'll talk about the cross and trade, which is for
1: sure gonna happen. So long everybody. Thanks. Bye. We love you. Bye bye.